Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Meghan Markle denies letters she wrote to King Charles are the reason she is missing the coronation as she and Harry step out for a Lakers game. It looked like a, a really fun date night, but if you watch it, it looks like Harry might have been up for the kiss cam. And Meghan was like, no, 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 no. That's going to be like all over the headline. You know, that'll be front page news. We cannot do this. Plus, Kate flies solo for an outing as the royal family celebrates Prince Louis' fifth birthday. So much fun. You know, we Kate tells us that she always bakes the birthday cake. She stays up late. So I, so many of us, I do the same thing. I end up staying up way too late and covered in frosting. And I think it's just so special. Those kids have such happy birthdays. And editor-in-chief of True Royalty TV, Nick Bullen, breaks down Harry's relationship with King Charles and Prince William weeks before the coronation. My understanding is there have been no discussions between Harry and William. That is absolute radio silence. It's a very big void. We've got that plus so much more on today's Royally Us. Everyone, and welcome to Royally Us. I'm Christina, that's Christine, and we are just a few weeks away from the big day. I can't believe it's almost here. You know, we've said it the last couple of yes, weeks. we have. It's really getting close now. I mean, we're really getting excited. Um, and there's so much going on. All the royals were out and about this week. There's so much to talk about. So much to talk about and so many rumors and speculation and all this stuff around the coronation. So we're going to try to break it all down. But before we do, let's see what you guys had to say about last week's show. Ohio it is says Harry does not get to sit up front with the working royals, not because he was demoted, but because he quit his job. If I quit school, I don't get to sit with the graduating class and hand a, a diploma. Pretty. That is true. That is that is good way to think about to think about it. <laughs> it really is. And then Jade Smith says Archie's birthday had nothing to do with Megan not going. She was in London for the Jubilee during Lilibet's first birthday last year. Harry was absent playing polo during Archie's birthday last year as well. Um, I mean, they do make a good point that they were in London for Lilibet's first birthday, so they could celebrate it there. But a lot has happened since that birthday. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a lot. To, I think there's a lot of moving parts. There are probably a lot of reasons. We're never going to know the truth. <laughs> no. Well, one of the reasons that she is not going is not because of these letters. So let's talk about this. Let's get into our royal roundup because Megan denied rumors that the letters that she reportedly exchanged with King Charles are why she, why she is missing the coronation. So Ashley Hansen, she's the global press secretary to the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, denounced claims that Megan is not attending um, over the letter. She said she told Harper's Bazaar, the Duchess of Sussex is going about her life in the present not thinking about correspondence from two years ago related to conversations from four years ago. 
Any suggestions otherwise is false and frankly ridiculous. Now, this came, this denial came after the Telegraph reported that Meghan exchanged letters with the then Prince of Wales and um, about her and Prince Harry's 2021 tell-all interview with CBS. Of course, in that chat, they talked about race within the royal family and a family member raising concerns when Meghan was pregnant with Archie about how dark his skin color would be. As we know, they refused to name that person publicly, but after the interview aired, according to The Telegraph, Megan exchanged this letter um, and that incident was referenced. They reported saying the Duchess is believed to have thanked the King for his words. The Duchess's letter is also said to suggest that she had never intended to specifically accuse the individual involved of being a racist, but was raising concerns about unconscious bias. The letter allegedly named the individual and said that, um, that she allegedly said that the comment was an innocent observation. And um, so this was and then the Telegraph said that this is why she wasn't attending the coronation. So interesting that she that that her response was that she is living her life in the present and not really thinking about the past. This response is it's honestly a bit sassy as far as um, just any PR response, but especially out of the Sussex camp. This is is a little bit sassy. She's like, I'm living my life. Leave me alone. Again, we're hearing so many different reasons as to why there she's not chosen to go to the coronation. We've talked about a bunch of different reasons, but sort of the correspondence, um, Archie's birthday, the lack of involvement in the ceremony. Was there security concerns? Was there requests that weren't met? Was it just a logistical nightmare? Did she not want to go and get booed again? You know, there's so many reasons that we're we're never going to get the answer to. I agree. I, I don't think that these letters from two or three years ago are the reason that she's not going. Like we said before, so much has happened with the Netflix documentary, Spare, with everything that happened in between that. I don't think that these letters about this interview that happened a number of years ago had anything to, to really do with it. I think, like you said, could be the birthday, it could be security, it could be her public perception. There's a host of reasons why she's not going to show up. And, you know, like Nick uh, Bullen says in our upcoming coming interview, I think the royal family probably had a sigh of relief when she decided, I'm going <laughs> to skip this one. So, um, But despite all this drama, the Sussexes were included in a picture featured in the King's official coronation souvenir program. It was taken by Chris Jackson back in 2018 as the royal family celebrated his, uh, Charles's 70th birthday. Chris wrote um, on Instagram saying, nice to see this picture I took in 2018 in the official coronation program. So I think maybe he was a little surprised as well. Um, we see, you know, the whole royal family the at that time the working members of the royal family uh kate with louis and Char, uh, charlotte and george and um they were seated in a bench in front of kate and william's two eldest children and then queen camilla and charles were there and the picture was taken six months after harry and megan had tied the knot so archie wasn't in the picture yet but it was a few years before they stepped back as senior members of the royal family so it is nice that the the family was included in this yeah, I think that, you know, this was probably one of the last more formal portraits of Charles, King Charles, with his sons, Harry and William and their families at that time. So it's really difficult, you know, especially when you think about how fractious the relationship became after that, after that time period, it just sort of went on a downhill spiral. That was probably the last happy family photo that they have. Definitely. And if you want to take um, a listen to our interview with Chris Jackson that we had a couple of weeks ago, he actually told the story behind that photo because he had somebody dressed up in like a bear costume yeah. and came out and they had the kids like laughing. So that's why they're all like laughing so much in those photos. So definitely it was a fun, lighthearted moment. It definitely seems like. 
So uh, nice to remember it. <laughs> um, oh, a, a time of hope and yes. prosperity and happiness. So much has changed. <laughs> um, like you said before, the, the royal family has been out and about this week, and Prince William actually paid tribute to Australians and New Zealanders killed in war. He attended the Anzac Day ceremony in London's Hyde Park. The dawn service, everybody, you know, woke up really early for this. The dawn service at Wellington Arch included readings and a rendition of the haunting last post, a moment of silence, and uh, the singing of the national anthems. So definitely it's always a, a beautiful ceremony. He laid a wreath along with the high commissioners from Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, this is an this is an event that we tend to see from um William and Kate, sometimes just William, especially since, you know, they've they had that very successful tour in Australia and New Zealand several years ago. They've really close ties to Australia, and New Zealand. Prince William seems to be like friends with Jacinda Ardern at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this is a really special event. It's sort of a priority that William and sometimes Kate are there for what is one of the most important holidays on in Australia and New Zealand's calendar. Definitely, definitely a beautiful ceremony. All right. Well, a new photograph of Queen Elizabeth and some of her grandchildren and great grandchildren. And it was taken by Kate. This was released at, on what would have been her 97th birthday. It's a never before seen picture um, that was posted on the Prince and Princess of Wales Instagram. And the caption read today would have been her late majesty, Queen Elizabeth's 97th birthday. This photograph showing her with some of her grandchildren and great-grandchildren was taken at Balmoral last summer. Um, like we said, she is surrounded by her uh, the next generation of royals, including George, Charlotte, and Louis. Also in the picture are Zara, the Queen's granddaughter, and Mike Tyndall's three children, Mia, Lena, and Lucas. I mean, Peter Phillips's two daughters, Savannah and Isla, um, they also smile for the portrait. So yeah, just um, two, and two of her grandchildren are also pictured as well. James and Lady Louise Windsor, who are Prince Edward and Sophie's son. So definitely a beautiful family photo. Of course, you know, the last summer that she spent at Balmoral with everybody. So I'm sure that they look back at this photo fondly. Yeah, this was this is a really, really special photo. I think when we look back to the timeline, this photo would have been taken at the end of August. And Mm -hmm. when you think that the Queen died, you know, sort of September the 9th, I think, you know, the first week in September, this was really very, very close to the end of her life. It must have been so special to be surrounded by her grandchildren and great-grandchildren mm-hmm. at this point. And this photo is also reminiscent of another photo, almost identical from several years ago. So a lot of people are wondering, was this an annual tradition? Are there tons of photos of grandchildren from over the years with the Queen, you know, one every summer as they all get together? And that just, it, it's, it reminds you of how special these family moments are. They are a family. They get together, you know, at the end of the summer for that, the big annual family photo. And I think it was just, it was such a sweet tribute to the queen but also really really special to share that with the public it really is i would love to see all these photos i'd love yeah. to go through kate's iphone roll and see what's in there. <laughs> gotta be special well speaking of the princess of wales she visited the baby bank in windsor not far from her home with prince william and their three children to hear about the organization's crucial work to support families in need from the surrounding area she met volunteers took part in sorting donations and packing referrals during her visit she chatted about her own kids, um, you know, saying that um, Charlotte, who is about to celebrate her eighth birthday, she's a huge fan of Toy Story. And she also reflected on how fast motherhood goes. She said, it only feels like yesterday that they were this tiny. They do grow so quickly. I know you and I can um, agree on that one. <laughs> They do. They grow so quickly. But this was this was um, a bit of a surprise engagement from Kate. You know, we weren't expecting to see her in this capacity. She looked very 
casual in a sense. She had on these really great flats and a blazer is a very relatable outfit because I think she was there to work. You know, she was folding clothes. She was sorting through donations. She was there to volunteer. That was kind of her time to spend with this organization that she's so passionate about. And it really set an example for other people that they could also go, you know, volunteer at their local baby bank because they're dotted all around the United Kingdom and be a part of this amazing organization. This also came at the same week that she and Prince William took a visit to Birmingham to celebrate the city's diverse cultures and heritage and meet future leaders in the creative industries. They traveled by train, which is always very exciting. They said, you know, on social media, we'll see you soon, soon Birmingham. And they were um, they started their visit by helping out in a family run Indian restaurant. And the couple met the family, learning about the history of the restaurant and talking to former students from the University College of Birmingham who have trained there. So it definitely seems like a really fun visit. Also getting their hands dirty in the kitchen as well and trying to make flatbread and vegetables and curries and things like that. So it seems like a really fun outing. I loved this. I think my favorite part was where Prince William answered the phone and took someone's dinner reservation. And imagine calling your local Indian restaurant. You just want to go for dinner and you're on the phone like, this guy sounds kind of familiar. And it turns out. The Prince of Wales. <laughs> I hope he like did a DoorDash or a Grubhub and like <laughs> delivered food. I love that so much. Such a great outing. Love that. Yeah, a great example of how they can visit these communities, make a really positive impact, spotlight some of these organizations and just, you know, bring unity. It's, it's such a great such a great opportunity. Yes. All right. Well, this interview got a lot of people talking. So Queen Camilla's son, Tom Parker Bowles, is dishing out his opinion on the coronation, her marriage to King Charles, and so much more. So he first touched upon the reported Not My King protests that have been going on and are set to go on during the coronation. And he said, everyone has the right to think what they want. Um, he told this to the News Agents podcast in a recent interview. He said, we live in, thankfully, a free country. And that's their right to do so. He continued, you're allowed to protest. We are all allowed to have different views. And I think that makes for an interesting and civilized country. He also responded, if it's weird to see his mom as the future queen, he said, not really because she's still my mother. I think change happens, but I don't care what anyone says. He also defended his mother after Prince Harry's interview with Anderson Cooper says, I don't care what anyone says. This wasn't any sort of end game. She married the person that she loved and that is what happened. He also championed King Charles saying that he is a good, kind, intelligent man who cares deeply about his roles, wherever they may be, either as the Prince of Wales or the King. So he had a lot to say. Yeah, it, it's. I wonder if he felt like he was in a bit of an awkward spot because he does sort of skirt around these issues sort of, you know, in a weird way. I mean, to say that it's not weird to see your mother as the Queen of England, I'm not quite buying it. <laughs> I think that That'd would be, be the weirdest thing. Um, but you can tell that he's so supportive of his mother and of her husband, who's the, the new king. And I think I agree that he's, you know, that sort of echoes a lot of our sentiments where he's so, it's so important to him to just represent his role well and serve the British people, whether he's king, whether he's Prince of Wales, no matter what, like he's so dedicated to the people. Mm -hmm, he really is. And it's all going to be official in just a couple of weeks. So let's spill some royalty. We talked about the story a couple of weeks ago when Robert Jobson wrote that Kate said that they're outing the walkabout after the Queen's death with um, Harry, Meghan and her husband was one of the hardest things that she's ever had to do. Well, 
Megan, I guess it felt similarly. Um, a source told People Magazine that that's the longest they had ever been away from the kids. And then on top of it, knowing what's being said out there, it was very difficult. You know, according to Kensington Palace, it was Prince William who extended the invitation, but it was Kate that came up with the idea. She said she didn't want her or William to have any regrets. I'm sure that the, this was a difficult day for a host of different reasons. I'm sure, yes, being away from their children for, I think it was 10 days at that time when they were so young, that had to be difficult because they weren't ex they weren't expecting the queen to pass away when they were um, overseas. So yeah, I'm sure it was difficult on a, many different levels for everybody involved. I can't imagine the emotional toll. Again, you're you're grieving, you're going through this family turmoil. I think even the Queen's passing was a little bit dramatic with who goes up to Balmoral, who doesn't. And then at the same time, you have to sort of go out there and show a brave face and smile and greet people. Emotional exhaustion doesn't even cover it. Doesn't even cover it. Well, People Magazine is also reporting that Harry received an email about the coronation from Charles's office and not from Harry's father himself. And that made him think that this sit down apology that he wanted may not happen after, you know, everything went down with spare. A friend told People Magazine they didn't hear from Charles. Harry wanted to hear from his father directly. And it's always through somebody. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't think that, you know, they, they have there's been talk that they've had some positive conversations um, in the lead up to the coronation. But I can't imagine that having this sit down from King Charles is maybe on the top of his list right now. You know, yeah, there's so many conversations. And I think Harry himself all, even says it where it's like there's the family, but then there's the business. You know, the royal family is essentially a, a business. And I think it's the business side of things that is organizing the coronation, communicating with who's coming and who's not and making those arrangements. You know, it, it would like... Charles himself is not sending out the invitations to all of his best buddies to the coronation. It's it's done by the machine, the royal institution that Harry likes to criticize. So I don't think it could have been, it could not have possibly been a surprise that this is the way things go went about. But I can see that, you know, maybe a, you know, a text message, a, you know, hey, would love to see you there. <laughs> maybe that's what Harry was looking for. <laughs> I mean, I would imagine from my parents as well, if they were hosting a big event that you wouldn't want to get a secondhand invitation, just a phone call would maybe suffice. But yeah, there's a lot of tension, a lot of bad blood there. So, I mean, we're going to have to wait and see what happens if, you know, if any conversations happen while he's in town, how long he's even there for, if it's going to be a quick in and out type of uh, situation, we'll have to wait and see. But all this drama doesn't really seem to be bothering Meghan and, uh, and Harry because they watched the L.A. Lakers take on the Memphis Grizzlies during a playoff game. They were featured on the Kiss Cam. And while we don't see the them kiss, it does seem like they had a really good time. Also in attendance at that game was Kim Kardashian, Kris Jenner, Adam Sandler. So, you know, they're, they're not afraid to show face, I guess. It looked like a, a really fun date night. But if you watch it, it looks like Harry might have been yeah. up for the kiss cam. And Megan was like, no, 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 no. That's going to be like all over the headline. You know, that'll be front page news. We cannot do this. Uh, but she did look great. She looks super cute in this bright pink linen jacket and short set. I think it was a really, really fun date night. It is good to see them sort of out and about. Like she, Megan said in her statement, she's living her life. Yeah. <laughs> in the present. <laughs> doing her thing it's yes it definitely seemed like they had some fun and i love how people comment people saying i thought they want privacy things like that they're allowed to go out and have a good time people right. yeah, i mean 
And especially like a like a Lakers game, like you said, there's so many celebrities there that if right. you're going to a game, you're going to be spotted and you just know that, you know, no one is going, is sneaking into the Lakers game and sitting in a private box and not being seen. Right, definitely, definitely. All right, well, it's time to break down the world of rules and joining us this week is Nick Bullen. He, of course, is the editor-in-chief of True, True Royalty TV and he talked to us about where Harry stands with the royal family, what to expect from the coronation, and what to expect from some of their really interesting and fun upcoming programming. So take a look. Do you feel that King Charles is nervous leading up to the coronation, or do you feel like he is ready for this moment? The king is absolutely ready for the moment. I mean, I know that the they've been practicing in the palace, uh, Buckingham Palace. They've actually taped out areas that are um, the actual dimensions of Westminster Abbey, I know the Queen was concerned about the steps, you know, going up and down the steps. So they've actually built steps for them to practice on as well. So the um, what what the royal family are really good at is is rehearsal. You know, they do rehearse and plan so that the execution is, is great. I'm sure um, your viewers have seen last night in London in the, in the early hours. The the household cavalry was practicing in the dark, going up and down the streets. Um, so I don't think the king or the queen will be nervous. I think what they will be, though, is determined to get it right. So that's, it, does that mean nervous? I think it's sort of, uh, they won't be leaving anything to chance. Let me put it that way. And obviously, uh, Harry will be making the trip to the coronation. How do you feel he feels about going into this situation? Obviously, he's going alone without Megan, but he's there to support his father. Do you feel like he's nervous to see anybody? How do you feel that he feels about this? I think the Duke of Sussex will be very nervous on the day because um, I know that when he came in for um, the funeral of the Queen, he was very nervous as to what the reaction would be. The, not only the reaction of his family, but the people... Uh, on the streets, um, and when they did that walkabout, you know, it, the four of the four of the young royals did that walkabout at Windsor. Um, I know Harry was very nervous heading out through those gates as to what the reaction would be. So I think he will be nervous. I think he'll be nervous about how the family react to him, and I think it's pretty clear that he's going to minimise the amount of time that he's in London. You know, he's already said that he wants to be back for Archie's birthday that afternoon, that evening. So. Uh, it will be very much a flying visit. And I suppose what he has in his favour is there'll be very little opportunity for any of them to really speak because they'll all be coming from different places. They'll all be travelling in different cars and carriages. Harry isn't part of the procession or the balcony appearance, those those elements. Um, they'll all come in in an order of precedence so they don't need to meet. Um, so I think there is the, the uh, operations of the day will actually help everybody out that we don't need to um, have moments where they're seen chatting to each other. They will all be positioned very separately, I'm sure. Who will be on that balcony, You do you think? Is it just going to be, you know, King Charles, Camilla, Prince William and his family? Um, I think my understanding is the working royals, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think you'll, you'll see it in different ways on the balcony. Mm -hmm. um, I think you'll find... Uh, the, the king and the queen, possibly with their pages of honour or you know, the, um, for, for a single shot, I think you'll absolutely have the core family in it to be the king, the queen, and the Waleses with the, the young Wales children. Uh, and we've heard Louis now, you know, be going to the coronation. So that shot, you know, the, the, 
the, do you remember the very final balcony shot of the Queen after the Jubilee? You know, it was her, Charles and Camilla, and William Kate and their three children. That's the message to the world. Mm-hmm. And that message will be pushed out again. Although I wouldn't be surprised if you have part of the day where maybe the Princess Royal and the new Duke and Duchess of Edinburgh are on the balcony as well. Um, but I think the, I think, you know, the, the thing that I'm noticing at the moment with the King, he is clearly trying to push family in those family moments. I thought, I thought the, the lineup of people at Easter at Windsor was really interesting. You know, um, Andrew was being brought back into the fold somewhat. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the York girls who were there, um, his, the king's um, cousin, Lady Sarah Chatto, was there with her children. Mm-hmm. So I think the king may try and push two stories on that day. One is we are a family and we're a united family. Mm-hmm. And then I think the other story is, but we are a slimmed down monarchy that's forward looking. Right. What kind of message do you think it's sent that Meghan did not attend? Or will not attend, sorry. I think Meghan not attending is a huge relief for everybody involved. Um, And I think the um, people will create their own messages, I'm sure. My reading of it is um, she has been uh, pretty clever in that, you know, she knows that if she turns up, the story will become about her. All cameras will be trained on her to see, you know, how does she look? Is there a nervousness in her eyes? All those things. Then there'll be shots of does she give side eye to Kate or does Kate give side eye to her? Everything will be about what was the relationship with Megan being there. We'll get some of that with Harry, but it would be even bigger if Megan had been there. So if you're being positive about Megan, you'll say she's done the right thing by not making herself the story. Mm-hmm. If you're being negative about Megan, uh, you could say that it's appalling that the daughter-in-law of the king isn't attending his coronation. Um, and I guess only the Sussexes really know mm-hmm. why she isn't coming. Archie's birthday, it's a red herring. You know, they could bring him with them and celebrate the birthday in London. Um, or as Harry's going to try and do, they could both get back to be there for his birthday. Um, uh but, you know, in, in most families, I would imagine if there hadn't been this big falling out, they'd have put Archie and Lilibet on a plane and they'd all have flown over and had a nice birthday party at Frogmore. Yeah, no, definitely. Do you feel like Harry and Meghan are struggling? I know that uh, people have spoken out saying that, you know, in the wake of Spare, their Netflix documentary and maybe the public reception of that, that they are struggling. Um, you know, do you, do you feel like that at all? I think certainly the, the narrative here in the UK and what I'm hearing is that they they are somewhat struggling with where do they go next? Because mm-hmm. there's only so many times you can wheel out the story of my father or my brother was mean to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, the you know, what is their next turn of the dial? Because if they really were genuine about saying they wanted to retreat from public life, and to be more private, then they're going to have to do that. Mm -hmm. But if they do that, does that reduce their currency? But if they come out, are they being disingenuous about why they retreated from public life? So I think there's an awful lot of questions in that Sussex camp about 
what's the next play? And, you know, you hear about the amount of staff that are changing again. I think the, the these stories we're hearing about Megan could well be true because that does give her an outlet for all the things she wants to do, doesn't it? Yeah. But yeah, I think, I think, I think the Sussexes are certainly having a difficult time trying to work out what's the next thing they do. Mm-hmm. And then finally, do you know if there's been any sort of communication between William and Harry or Megan and Kate at all, or if, like the lines of communication are off there? My understanding is there have been no discussions between Harry and William. Mm-hmm. That is absolute radio silence. It's a very big void. And no one that I'm talking to seems to see a way that those two are going to have a rapprochement. Um, Kate and Megan, there was never really any relationship beforehand. And, you know, you'd struggle to find many pictures of just the two of them together. There was that moment at Wimbledon, and that's about it. Um, the So I think they have no need to speak to each other. Um, and I think, you know, after Harry said so much about Kate in Spare and about Camilla, the the extended family, you know, his stepmother, his sister-in-law, all of those people, none of them really feel the need to follow up with a conversation. I do know that the King and Harry have spoken and um, the King is doing all he can Mm -hmm. to try and keep uh, lines of communication open. Um, But I think it's very much between the King and Harry and Mm -hmm. that's about it at the moment. Yeah. Do you think the apologies have been made between the two of them or is it just... I don't think anybody will be apologising to anybody. Um, I don't think, I think so you know, We, I think the British, as you know, are very good at sweeping things under the carpet and moving forward without anyone having to really say sorry. Nick, I know that you have a post of uh, new uh, original specials in the lead up to the coronation on True Royalty TV. So please tell me all about it. Well, absolutely. It's great to see you. And yeah, the True Royalty is excited at the moment because we've got three different rafts of programs that we're doing um, on the, the weeks building up to the coronation. The the first is our chat show, The Royal Beat. Normally it's only on every fortnight, but as we count down to the coronation, it's on every single week. Um, and we're there with royal historians, royal experts, people who've worked for the royals, people who've been involved in coronations in the past, all talking about what um, is happening on these on this countdown. Then alongside that, we've got a whole new range of programs that are looking at the history of the coronation, the all the paraphernalia that goes into it, the traditions that go into it, everything from the sort of Westminster Abbey and the importance of the Abbey to the importance of the crown jewels. So a really deep dive into the history of the coronation. Um, and then alongside that, a whole collection of programs, brand new original documentaries, many of them exclusive to True Royalty and new to the United States that look at the um, the members of the um, royal family that are involved right now, the story of Charles's journey to the throne, the sort of the women who might have been queen, the, mm-hmm. the story of Camilla and her journey, the story of you know, what are the Prince and Princess of Wales about, who are the new Prince and Princess of Wales, and, you know, broader stories about the extended family who are part of this new uh, and evolving 
royal family. So, All right, definitely check out True Royalty TV. They have a lot of great programming in the lead up to the coronation. So um, definitely some interesting stuff. All right, so let's move on over to our pint-sized palace. And Prince Louis celebrated his fifth birthday with a new royal portrait. A source recently told us that Kate has organized a fun adventure-themed birthday party with all his school friends to celebrate the milestone. And she and William are also doing something family-oriented. They always make birthdays very special for their children and go the extra mile. The insider noted that for Louis's big day, he had cakes and sandwiches for his guests to taste, as well as plenty of balloon decorations. And the, the Duke of Cornwall and Kate also booked an entertainer to dazzle partygoers. I'm sure it was a fifth birthday party to remember. So much fun. You know, we Kate tells us that she always bakes the birthday cake. She stays up late. So I, so many of us, I do the same thing. I end up staying up way too late and covered in frosting. And I think it's just so special. Those kids have such happy birthdays. It really is. And like we said, Archie's birthday is right around the corner. But we hear that Megan wants to keep these festivities simple. And Insider tells us that Megan is planning something really low-key to celebrate Archie's birthday. Since Harry won't be able to attend, she just wants something intimate with family and a few close friends. Megan's mom, Daria Raglan, will be in attendance, and she couldn't be more excited for the big day. And Insider also adds that she can't believe he's turning four already and that she's not planning an over-the-top party. It says it feels like the years have flown by. She loves being a mom and can't wait to celebrate her little boy's special day. You know, goes by so fast. It flies by, oh my goodness, all the royal babies that were born around the same time as our babies it just it reminds you of how fast time time goes these kids are growing up i know hopefully we, we get a new picture of archie it's been a while so we'll have yes, to wait i would love that yeah <laughs> all right well that is it for this week's episode of royally us keep commenting keep subscribing and christine and i will see you guys next week <laughs>